0: Hello and welcome to the Guernsey Press Sport Podcast, rounding up the best of Bailiwick Sport every Thursday. Uh, This week, with the 24 hours of Daytona in his sights, we catch up with local racing sensation Seb Prio and his dad Andy at the start of another big year for the young racer. Uh, We'll also look back at racing of a different kind as Guernsey's leading runners return to county cross-country competition And we'll have a look ahead at what's coming up over the next week as well. Uh, I'm Tony Kerr, and as ever, alongside me, I've got Jamie Ingle. Hi, Tony. Gareth the Prevost. Hi, Tony. And Rob Battist. Cheers. Great to see you guys. Uh, Rob, you've been sort of buried away in the old editions working on the uh, the 125 anniversary stuff. So, yeah, good to get you in here for some, some
1: fresh air and some fresh.
0: Well, I about fresh, I guess. I don't know
1: about fresh <laughs> air, but it's a different room and it's giving my eyes a rest. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, hopefully, it's all going well. I mean, we're still very much in the midst of uh, kind of COVID uncertainty, I guess, with uh, some sort of fixtures getting postponed left, right, and centre. But there's still been a fair amount happening. Let's start with last weekend, Jamie. It was a very muddy outing for uh, Guernsey <laughs> Athletics. At the Hampshire cross-country championships uh, you were there did you yes. get caked in mud or did you manage to keep your, oh. your, your shoes clean
2: <laughs> no totally um I stacked it within the first about 30 minutes of being there and <laughs> ruined all my day clothes so yeah it is the moddiest I've seen in Hampshire in my memory yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so a bit of washing to do when you got home <laughs> yes a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a good one for uh, Guernsey's athletes, um, Sent a men's and a, a women's team. And it, it's the first time it's happened in a little while, of course, and, and something to cheer for Guernsey's men in particular.
2: Um, yeah, so annual championships. Uh, we've been well represented this whole century, really. Um, although 2020, which is the last edition which went ahead, was the first time in that span where we have not got a men's team medal. So obviously, it was, that was been... Ob- That was a clear target for the 2022 edition, and thankfully the men delivered with a team silver. Uh, Women, not quite so fortunate. They haven't got as many medals in recent years. Uh, They got a solid fifth place. Yeah, and the
0: men were led home by Lee Merriam. Presumably he would have done that as a, as a youngster.
2: Yeah, so he's actually a former senior champion. I don't have on the top of my head how many times he's won it, but it's been a few times, yes. Um, it wasn't all about him. He got fifth individually, which is quite a performance, considering he has not been training so much. He's in his veteran years now. But yeah, I think really it's the strength and depth we had from the up-and-coming youngsters which made it. Um We've had those same people running for a few years, but it's been a transitional team, really. Um, we've lost a few good seniors. But yeah, we had people who have just graduated from university, in some cases still at university, making accounting counting six. Anyone stand out with their performance? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've been debating this the whole time as to who performance of the day was. Uh, most, of people, most people would not have said Lee. He would have ranked highly. But we had young Sammy Galpin, who placed third. I think he is quite a popular pick. Um, he's... He just seemed to do really well with the course. Um, He actually fell over and modded his entire vest and he got up, carried on. Uh, Yeah, really respectable performance. Um, Alex Rowe was actually the second Guernsey counter. He's come out of COVID. And yeah, I think he did himself
0: from a team proud. Yeah, good stuff. Silver medal then um, back back in Guernsey for that one. And while Jamie was sliding around the Hampshire countryside, uh, Gareth, you were getting drenched at the rugby on Saturday?
3: Well, yeah, I managed to get drenched in just by walking all of the, whatever it is, 100 yards from the rugby stand over to the hockey club in between sort of jobs. It was absolutely chucking it down. I don't think I've seen it quite that bad for sort of such a prolonged spell down at Foots Lane. But, um, I mean, kudos to the to the women's rugby team and also the hockey players later on. It was an awful, awful day to be playing sport. But they managed to put on some some pretty impressive performances, considering. Um, the Guernsey ladies rugby or Raiders ladies, um, they ended up going um, going down to Tunbridge Judeans. But I thought they put in a pretty valiant performance. They, um, they've got a very sort of mix and match side in terms of novices with sprinkled with quite a few sort of established players. And um, one of those players is Justine Baker, who was sort of like playing fly half, running the show. And unfortunately, she suffered an injury sort of 25 minutes in. And when you lose your fly half, who's the person sort of reading how the game's going and what have you, and you haven't really got someone to step up into that role, it sort of, it does affect the team. And the big reshuffle they had, they went through, sort of, it it slowed down their momentum for sure. And and TJs were certainly deserved winners, but I thought there were some really good individual performances from the um, from the Guernsey side. And, you know, they've got, like I say, quite a few fresh faces in that squad. There, it was quite a different side to the one that won the Siam so you can't really sort of compare the two Um, but I thought they did pretty well on the day and then um, yeah at the hockey club I I must say I must I felt very sorry for some of the college boys because the college side or a lot of the college players they basically played two games every weekend because they play for the school and then play for a club side And, I mean, they looked like they were turning blue by the end of the (laughs) afternoon. Paul, Charlie Clapham, who's the captain of the the, um, college side, he, he then played for casuals immediately afterwards. He was absolutely drenched. And he could barely move. He was frozen stiff at one point. It was just fair play to him for playing. Some of the, the hockey that, that I saw last weekend was very, very good considering the dreadful conditions that they were playing in. So, yeah, I'd, I was much happier being under the shelter of the of the clubhouse than out on the field, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, good effort for all of those. Definitely a good weekend to be an indoor bowler, Rob. Yes. Um- <laughs>
1: With no football on, I was putting my feet up in the warmth of the Hugues de Pommier Stadium and um, very nice it was too for about three hours watching the opening session of the Channel Island Championships which act as a British Isles Championships qualifier and I'm glad to say over the first four matches, Guernsey won three, Um, some good stuff there, Um, Ali Merrin pulled her Ladies' triples through to victory against um, Lindsay Grieken's team, which was quite a handy one. And um, as usual, she showed her class. And I was not at all surprised to hear that the next day she actually walloped the jersey champion in the singles. Uh, she tends to do, to be honest. And um, But the, the, probably the best match of the morning was the men's pairs where the old golfing duo, Dave Jeffery, who's not been playing bowls too long teamed up with Gary McFarlane another former Guernsey and Channel Island golf champion of a few years past um, to take on the Jersey couple uh, including I think it was Ross Davis sorry no Greg Davis it was and um, that was a tough opposition for the for the local lads but no they came out very very well on the back of a really strong mid-match run of six ends where they shortened the jack and Really capitalised. Um, I heard some Jersey people moaning that our oh, carpet was too fast, and it was that's what they they and got used to it. But uh, you know, usual excuses. <laughs> 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 Gotta find a way. Gotta find a way. Yeah, yeah. But it was very, very nice and pleasant down there, and it was it was some good quality balls. And I think we'll do. Alison will do. Um, she's away this um, very this weekend playing at Potters. In the annual big tournament there, so we may well see her on the um, on the goggle box next week.
0: Yeah, well, best of luck to her. It sounds like she's going in in some decent form. So um, yeah, we'll see how she gets on there. Um, a bit later on, we'll have a look here to what else is going on this weekend. But coming up next, uh, we'll hear from Seb and Andy Prio welcome back to the guernsey press sport podcast if you don't already do give us a follow on social media at gsy press sport on facebook twitter and instagram uh, is the place to go and um, hit subscribe uh, wherever you get your shows to get this podcast uh, dropped straight into your feed every week Uh, now 2021 was a standout year for local racing star seb prio Uh, despite all the complications of covid he came through to claim the inaugural porsche carrera cup north america championship Uh, this year he's looking forward to challenging. Is new starting in style uh, with a drive in the world famous 24 hours of daytona the rolex 24 at the end of this month and um, before he set off to try and conquer america once again i caught up with seb and his dad andy to reflect on the successes of last year and find out more about what's coming down the track for seb seb andy welcome to the guernsey press sport podcast great to see you guys lovely to be here i've got yeah. a good break over christmas
4: really good just a nice little break you know a um, month and a half off and, yeah, get back to it soon. Yeah,
0: I mean, you, you're on the road so much. And, and last year was such a busy one for you. In the circumstances as well, it must be
4: so nice just to have some downtime and be back at home for a few weeks. Uh, it was for sure. I mean, I was away more in USA than I was in Guernsey, to be honest. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I spent like 180 days over there. So it's pretty mad. And, um, yeah, nice to be back home for a bit. You haven't picked up the accent then, at least. <laughs> no, <it laughs> take, I think it takes more than 20 years, I think. <laughs> but, yeah, but, um, it's, it's great to be over there. I love it.
0: Yeah, and Andy, good to have him back uh, at home for a few weeks.
5: Yeah, lovely. Um, it's been a real character building year for Seb with with all the this, the issues we had with the border and you know not being able to travel and come home. So he did 166 nights, I counted by the way, uh, in a hotel room uh, on his own with and without COVID. So tough character building year for the uh, for the young lad, the young Guernsey boy who. Likes being at home, so um, he's done well. He's done really, really well. Well, yeah, a bit of an understatement. I mean, you you
0: come out of the year with a a trophy, a championship to your name. Um, Let's talk about that that series, that the Porsche Carrera Cup North America, the inaugural edition of that of that championship. Yeah, have you found a good spot for that trophy yet?
4: Yeah, I actually haven't had it back yet. But um, (laughs) I mean, what a year to you know, last year was for me. Like personally, I did the best driving I have all all season and all year, really. So. yeah, I, I think I drove well. Um, start of the year was was good. We won the first race, but I'd say the second part was just phenomenal for me. So um, I, I can't ask for a better way to finish the year, and um, that's why I've got some good things happening in the future. So I think it just all helps to, to be quick and to be winning championships. Yeah, fantastic. And you
0: came into that that last round of the championship, you know, in a good position, knowing that it was kind of in your hands, but to then
4: deliver on that, you know, you you, you didn't feel the pressure too much. To be honest, no. I mean, I was in a good place after the Um, you know. I won the last, that last race and um, I was a good 60 plus points, whatever, ahead of him. Um, so, you know, I was into that, you know, I thought all I have to do now is put it on pole, which I did. And it's a good feeling you can relax quite a lot and let everything go, you know, and you could just focus on the road ahead. It's a good feeling because I think everything goes right when you're in the right headspace. So it went right for me that weekend and I could have won three out of the three, but um, it was the yeah, best weekend of my life. Oh, fantastic. And of course, you're in the same car as everyone else
0: in that in that championship. Um, Yeah. How much did you learn or how much have you learned about yourself as a driver
4: through that? Yeah, this is one of, like I said, one of the toughest years of my racing career, I'd say, Um, just because these cars are so identical and so close. Porsche make a great car to make them so identical. So, you know, it's like one percent in engines for the whole grid. So that's some that's incredible. Um, which I, what I mean by that is like um, the output of the engine is pretty much within the same horsepower of every car, and there's like one percent difference, you know, so it's not much. So yeah, but, um, I mean, it was a tough season, but like I said, it's shaped me up to be a, a good driver. And um, yeah, like, a, yeah, just really experienced. Yeah, and Andy, what what stood out for you
5: about the way Seb went about his business last year? I think, um, you know, Seb, Seb sort of does does explain quite well there that it is a one-make series and that is the real proving ground for any young racing driver. Um, he's come through Janetta's, which is a one-make series and, and pretty much dominated that. Um, Porsche Carrera Cup is really renowned for being... The most well um, let's say controlled series in the world I mean literally they're not allowed to they've got a start tyre pressure they've got a wing setting they have to run everything's identical um, for him to dominate what like he did in qualifying um, for me was the most impressive um, the wins were nice but the qualifying performances I think I think it was 12 or 13 poles out of 15 or 16 races and the other two races were cancelled um, in terms <laughs> of bad, bad weather. Yeah. So he pretty much qualified on pole for 99% of the races. Some of the big things that for me, I think made me very proud of him was the the, the time, he went through some very tough times. This was his first year on his own and I knew there would be growing pains and I knew he'd fall over at some point um, without his family and everyone being there to guide him and support him and to be able to come through some difficult times after the first race a period of two or three races where he was sort of establishing his working method and the way he was working within the team but then to to sort of come back so strong um, in indy uh, he just recovered from covid and had literally four days recovery and won pretty much all three races and i know how i was feeling after covid and uh, i was struggling to even open the door of the gym after the first two weeks so that was a, a superhuman performance on his own um, also for me one of his best races was not the race he won but the race he defended with a broken uh, suspension for 45 minutes. He had severe pressure, he finished second um, but for me that was the race of his life and I think showed the level of skill and determination he has in the car um, and obviously to, to dominate the final round of the year. So. A lot of real positive um, experiences, some negative, you know, he's had some hard times. Um, as I say, I wasn't there to say, don't say this and don't say that and don't do this and don't do that like dads do. You know, he just had to go his own way and he's he's come out and won a major one-make series. So, you know, I, I, it's... There's not many guys in a Porsche that could, could beat this kid at the moment, I would say.
0: Oh, incredible. What was it like watching that last round and, and, and Seb bring it home? And then, you know, we, we caught up with Seb uh, briefly after that championship win. And, and we talked about the, the photo of you on, the, on the, the top of the car, sort of sitting there. Very similar pose to, to
5: one that you struck, Andy, probably on a, on a few occasions. Yeah. Um, was that a pretty surreal sight? Do you know, um, some moments through the year, I've seen some of the... He's obviously grown up experiencing the, you know, the big moments in my career and, and it's just natural reaction was to do the same because he obviously, you know, he's very proud, um, as I was for my father, you know? So, um, unfortunately I missed the first two races of the last race of the year because I was working in, the, in the UK, um, on some Aston Martin work, but, uh, Seb, I flew in and I landed and then Joe phoned me to say, you know, it was a horrible long flight. I didn't know if he'd won it, if he'd, crashed if he lost the championship but you know she phoned me well, as soon as i landed to say he'd won it so it was amazing and then i saw his last race of the year and i must say it sent all the hairs up on my neck seeing him control from the front it had five or six restarts during the race these races are, are sprint races but they're 45 minutes Sprint race in high temperatures. I mean, if you go into a sauna and get on a stationary bike and get a punch bag and train 45 minutes in there, that's how he's. That's what he's dealing with in terms of physically. But the mental pressure was immense. Five restarts um, on equal cars, and he did every time control the race and and won it. and And it was pretty special. And I always said to him, people always remember the last race of the year, and you've won at Petit Le Mans with all the big teams watching. And sure enough, um, you know, many phone calls and texts afterwards. So he's really put himself on the radar. He's no longer Andy Prio's son. He's Seb Prio. And he's making his own way, which is just what I wanted to see.
0: Yeah, awesome. So you're Seb Prio's dad now. I'm very
5: much Seb Prio's dad. (laughs) And uh, that happens a lot now. And it's really nice. I love that because that means that, you know, I've done my job well and stood back and, he's making it happen himself. So uh, that's more important than anything else. And Seb,
0: fair to say it's opened a few
5: doors again, this
0: performance, um, you've got some really exciting stuff coming up this year,
4: and including a very big start to 2022. For sure, I mean, uh, I mean the first time I'm ever going to do the Rolex 24, so um, yeah, I've watched my dad there many times um, you know, to compete in to Daytona, you know, that, that race is a massive race. Um, in an LMP3 prototype car so it's new for me I've never been in a prototype so really quick car a bit different obviously to a sports car but very similar in other ways because it's it is an LMP3 which is slightly tamed down from an LMP2 and DPI, but it's uh, it's going to be awesome. Um, Twenty four hours is a big race. I've never done that sort of distance before, so it's a bit different way of driving. You know, you've got to be, keep the car on, on the track and be a bit more careful with use of curbs and and stuff because it needs to last right. So um, it's not like a sprint race where you can attack the car pretty much from start to go. It's it's a bit more conservative. And fuel saving. So I've got a lot to learn, but I mean, apart from that, I'm excited and maybe I could win a Rolex. Yeah, how do you go about sort of preparing for that then? How much work will you have to put in um, to get ready? Well, same as usual, really, just on, on the sim, also just training wise, uh, in the gym, endurance training on the bike, you know, mental training, because it's a lot longer in the car, um, right? You know, like three hours at one time. So um, that's, that's a lot of mental strength you need to have and also physically And the car it gets warm and it's physical so it's a lot of work um, but yeah just just getting the prep ready and you know it's that's 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 basically it but
5: it's it's tough yeah i've always said that you know a 24 hour race is like one season of racing in one in 24 hours so as he feels exhausted after a triple header because you've given everything and then he's going to be woken up at one in the morning and he'll be within 20 minutes doing 200 miles an hour on the banking at Daytona. I'll be a nightmare for some people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. so yeah. it's a real hard, yeah. it's a hard first experience, you know, and 24-hour races are not 24, they're 36 because you start in the morning with all promotion, promotion. Um, but also, yes, he's right. He has to be a bit conservative on curbs, but you're driving the car 110%. There is no let-off anymore in sports car racing. In the old days, you used to be able to have an engine problem, put the car in the garage, replace the engine in whatever it took, 20 minutes or something, back out again and still win. Whereas now you can't drop a wheel nut in endurance racing. It's like gonna be won by, one or lost by one second. And I know how that feels because I lost the 24 hour Rolex by one second um, in, in 2015. So I literally crossed behind the, the guy in front who won it. So it's, and that's after 24 hours of racing. So it's gonna be very, very interesting for him. He's trained very hard over Christmas and New Year, and uh, he's in good shape, I would say.
0: Yeah, so is it really the, the physical and mental stuff that
4: you've got to work on hardest? I mean, everything, but especially um, that, you know, that you want to be strong, you want to be mentally fit. Um, it's, you know, it's, it's physically, physically hard, but more mentally, I would say, as well, because you can always go to that next level in the car, and your brain can stop you, you know, and it's... You got to just keep you engaged you know when it's two o'clock in the morning like my dad was saying you know you've got to be you've got to be ready for it it's it's you can easily relax too much and then you've got this guy on your in you know right behind you and you need to uh, you know get it get it back up to speed again it takes a bit of time so yeah i mean i've got a lot to work on um but you know nothing more than what i've done before so it's just about keeping my head down and uh, yeah like I said it's not just one race it's a whole season of racing in one 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 race so it's going to be going to be hard
0: yeah and you mentioned the sims will you do a full kind of run through on the sim and, uh, and
4: try and replicate so those long stints I was going to do the Le Mans virtual race on the sim but I can't do it as I'm flying to da- uh, Daytona so um, but sort of the same sort of aspect a lot of 24 hours on the sim you can do i won't be doing that that much time on the sim at once but um, there is 24 hour races that they do so but it's normally just being consistent and uh, like a three hour stint you need to be consistent so that's sort of the sort of time frame you want to be on the sim yeah and you mentioned andy as well the you know the challenges of the year that's been in terms of the pandemic
0: and and all the kind of rigmarole that that you guys have had to go through just to kind of keep seb on the road and doing his job Are,
5: are you hopeful that we're sort of through the worst of that now um I hope so. Um, You know, unfortunately, we did have to leave Guernsey and that was a real shock for us. But uh, we had sports agreements all over the world. So we were able to continue with our work from the UK. Um, Yeah, I hope so. I mean, something's not going to go away, isn't it? You know, we've just got to be sensible and test regularly and um, get on with our lives. Um, So, you know, we've all had COVID and it wasn't something that, you know, I've had worse um, you know situations before with illness and things but uh, it's something I wouldn't like to give to my father or my mother so we've got to be really sensible um, all the time but um, somehow the sport has managed to function over the last two years and we've traveled and we've raced and uh, we've done what we've done so I hope it stays that way I, th- I can see that in the UK the government's still continuing with you know business as usual um, as much as usual is now. It's, I suppose it's the new norm. Um, but yeah, it's, I'm glad that you know the mentality in Guernsey as well is, you know, a little bit more like let's continue. It seems that way and be sensible and you know try to try to function. I mean, for sure, it cost me the final years of my career. Um, I needed to stop in 2019 because I couldn't run both uh, the Europe, the World Championship in touring car and the Aston Martin work that I agreed to do. So it cost me dearly um, and I wanted to focus on Seb. Um, so we had to move to live in England, in the US in 19. So 2020,
4: but it was 2020. But yeah. 2020,
5: sorry. Yeah, we left to go to, uh, to the US for, for the season out there. So um, what year are we now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's been, a, it's been chaotic. It was, you know, just closing the border and not having any yeah. at all, any assistance with uh, elite sports. That was like saying to you, right, you're, you're stopping, you're not gonna earn any money from tomorrow. Um, and that was very hard for us to, to, to deal with. But we found a way, um, but it did cost us a lot. We had to buy a murder home in America and buy a property in the UK. And oh my God, it was uh, yeah, difficult. As I'm sure Seb will tell you, I mean, in racing and in sport, um, you can't have a day off. You know, someone will just jump straight in. I've driven with food poisoning. I've driven with tonsillitis. I've driven in, you know, on a drip to get to get through the race. Um, I've always said to Seb, "You crawl to the car on your hands and knees and do do the job, because otherwise there's another thousand guys who'll be on there in that seat. And you know, if they do a good job, um, you know, they might take your drive. So I've spent 20 years dragging myself through it, and I had a thyroid operation and had my th- half my thyroid removed, and I was told it would be a long time before you're back in the car. And within two weeks, I was racing. So it's just you know, a different mentality, um, but you know, it's 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 just we don't have the luxury to to um, to not go into work. Yeah, you can't pull a sickie. You've got to pull a sickie no. I would can't. say, you know, like the thing people don't
4: understand is really hard to if you don't drive. But driving a race car is nothing like driving a road car. It's it's totally different. It's it's very physical. The wheels twenty times harder to turn, and you've got way more G forces. You know, and it's it's very hard to know that if you haven't driven it right. So it's no 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 one's fault. It's just. This is why we go to the gym because you've got to hit the brake pressure at 100 kilos every lap, and that's about 10 corners at Daytona. So it's every lap you're hitting that brake hard. It's like hitting a football as hard as you can every lap, basically. So it's 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 tough, you know, it, you know, mentally and physically on the neck. And so. not to
5: mention the risk and the concentration you need and the dedication. You know, um, it's it's uh, it's very difficult to comprehend. You know, people. I can't imagine it until they've experienced the forces in the car and the level of commitment these kids have got. They're like walking a tightrope. And you get it wrong, you know, 190 mile an hour on the banking in Daytona, if you make a bad judgment. Um, that, you know, these kids are super committed and I needed to be, you know, you said goodbye to your family on the grid and you got on with the job. Um, so, you know, and that's what it takes. It takes total dedication or, or you're more dangerous. You know, if you're not committed to the risk... And you're not prepared to put it on the line, then you are. In a, you you might as well not get in the car. So you do take risks, but calculated risks. You know. I
0: imagine there's probably not a part of your body that's not sort of in operation and working hard when you're when you're in the car.
4: I mean, it's weird when you jump in the car, you forget everything. It's weird. You know, you could have sort of some problems. You know, in personal life. But when you get in the car, it's not, Nothing's wrong with it. So you're just you're focusing on the road. Um, It's just like being in battle, like in the you know in the war. Basically, you're just focusing on the next thing, right? So it's the same thing in the race car. You don't think of anything else. It could be two hundred thousand people on the on the grandstand. You wouldn't you wouldn't even notice it till the last lap. So
5: it's it's quite weird. Fight or flight. It's fight or flight. You're living. Your senses. You know. Your nerves. Your your reactions. You you know. I've always found suddenly my smell in the car becomes a lot more sensitive. And you're in that moment. You're in that absolute pure intensity. Um, and it's really strange and I miss it you know for not not having that for a few years where you're absolutely totally dedicated in the moment to the task and you are literally corner by corner apex by apex and and it's a pure intensity and um, desire to go beyond the next beyond the limit which is very attractive is a beautiful feeling
0: and having Seb doing what he's doing in your life is that Andy has that kind of in a way replaced the, the, the racing that you've done I mean if you've you got any other outlets now that uh, yeah that it's difficult kind
5: of re- replicate it dad's in sports are a nightmare so you've got to stay away copy that Pop, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah what I've got is I've got all the nerves but without being able to exploit that nerves to give me the edge so I'm super nervous when he's in the car uh, obviously you know, he's our son and we love him very much. And, you know, I'm telling him he's got to be in turn one first and with maximum commitment, it just doesn't seem right uh, as a dad to be telling his son to do that. So, um, but you know, if he wants to live his dream and, and get to the very top in the sport, he needs to be totally dedicated. And, uh, it's a very hard thing. Um, unfortunately he wants to be a racing driver, so I've got to give him what I can give him and let him go. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's a tough tough sport, you know. It's 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 a ruthless business commercially as well as sporting. So he's got, you know, a fantastic career ahead of him, but it's not going to be one comfortable day where he can think he's got a safe job and you know he'll be safe. You know, he he's, he can win this year and you know next year's a new a new a new battle all over again. So it's it's a tough business
0: yeah well you're going about your business very well at the moment sir obviously you mentioned um Daytona that's something that's booked in I don't know how much you can say about the rest of the year but needless to say it's going to be a busy one
4: for sure it's going to be the biggest race of my life this year um I've got some great things coming up I can't mention it just yet but something that I've dreamt of for a long time and uh yeah it's one of the biggest races in the world so you know um I'm I'm excited for it oh well keep an eye out for all of that um have you
5: park
0: the motorhome then for now or is that still uh, Funny enough, in the garage
5: somewhere still, still got the RV going to be using that for Daytona and then probably bring it back to the UK um, and um, support some of his international races who drives that I, I'm the I'm just yeah. the trailer trash now. I'm trailer trash um, probably yeah probably it, it may be at some of the Grand Prix as well because it's a big unit um, obviously when you're spending that amount of time that's his home really um, so you know he spends most of his time in there so uh, yeah we've got a a lot of logistics to think about over the next but I'm just taking it race by race because I'm still super super busy with my stuff I'm not racing but um, I've got a lot going on so you know Seb does most of this on his own now so um, you know we're, we're trying to support him as much as we can um, but yeah he doesn't need me there to, to, to do his job he's, he's very very good obviously as we move out of
0: the pandemic um, uh, and you kind of maybe start to look to the future a little bit technology kind of progressing all the time you know if Seb Race as long as you did, Andy. What do you think things are going to look like in 10, 15, 20 years' time? What, what's Seb going to be driving?
5: Uh, probably a sewing machine. Autonomous <laughs> vehicle, Dad, no. Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's an interesting time. I mean, obviously, you know, electric. Uh, yeah, I've just bought Joe an electric car, and I'm not a great big fan of electric, but um, obviously. It seems to be the in thing at the moment, but I think hydrogen's the future, probably. Um, there's a lot of technology in motor racing that has been tried and tested. And that's why, you know, one thing that I'm very feel very strongly about with what motorsport does for engineering excellence. And I read a piece in the press a few year, a few weeks back, a few months back that is very bad for mental health, having motor racing on the island. Um, I feel that was a real shame to read that piece because I learned through motorsport and sport in general to, to meditate. And I learned the silver mine method and I learned to develop my personal skills. But not on top of that, I learned my engineering skills through motor racing through my father, which was handed down through generations, and worked in motor racing at the highest level. I mean, a lot of the technology that's come out of motor racing, including hybrid. And electric is all been tried and tested and developed in motor racing, so um, we might not call it motor racing anymore, but we still follow horse racing, don't we? You know, and how long have we not used a horse to go to the to to the shops in? So I hope that the sport stays. Say strong. There is definitely something special when you go to the historic races and seeing those beautiful machineries, those V12s. But obviously, the the environment can't live with that anymore. So I think he's going to be looking at electric, hybrid, hydrogen. Um, I think the next ten years that's going to develop into that way. And it's a slightly different driving style because you're going to be driving to conserve energy instead of full attack, 110 percent, fully committed to the risk. He's going to be lifting and coasting and driving and it's going to be the guy that can calculate the best way to drive the car and save the most energy. So it's a more scientific challenge going forward. But there's still a place for motor racing at the moment over the next five years, um, at least the next five years, I would say
0: yeah fantastic well uh, thanks so much for coming in you've got to get that trophy at some point Seb I get know it's bigger it than home. me
5: it's bigger than me that's why it's taking so long but
4: <laughs> yeah I'm looking forward to getting that
0: <laughs> so that's not something you can just bring back in the really Orini overhead locker then <laughs>
4: no yeah. I need a, I need the whole cargo plane for that so <laughs> yeah it's a big trophy oh, well,
0: I hope you made some room for it in the house um, it's been great catching up with you guys uh, best of luck for the year ahead we'll, uh, we'll speak to you again soon I'm sure thank you for having thank us thank you Enjoy nice to see you seb and andy prio chatting to me uh before seb headed off to america yeah uh andy uh very much seb's dad
3: these days uh rather than uh a kind of yeah a racing star in his own right yeah when you're talking about prio the racing driver it is very much seb these days uh, and andy was such a uh, he's a legend in the motorsport not just in guernsey but pretty much worldwide with all the titles he won and um, but it's just great to see Seb continuing the prior name in, in title-winning sort of form. So yeah, it's going to be. Um, I mean, he's only a young. When you think how long his career could go on, we could be following his career for the next couple of decades. And that's fingers crossed it's, it's as successful as he's as he's begun it. Really. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing how he gets on this year. Um- Onto this
0: weekend's action then. Um, Yeah, all being well, we might have uh, some of our top island teams in action again, Gareth. Uh, Well, I've got my fingers crossed that Raiders (laughs) will actually
3: get out on the park this weekend. Their last two home games um, have fallen foul of of the pandemic rather than the weather. Um, They are due to be hosting dings um, on Saturday, where it'd be ninth versus tenth now. Raiders actually slipped down a spot by not playing last week. And um, they got overtaken by Barnes, who pulled off a remarkable win at Redruth, which sort of came out the blue a bit. Um, but yeah, and Dings played away at Isha last weekend. Isha is currently second and they only lost by one score. They lost by five points in a real tight encounter. So I think it's going to be a very, a very tough game for, for Guernsey. who have basically played once in about the last month now. So um be interested to see how they go. Yeah, I'm sure there'll be a lot of appetite to get back out there in the squad and in the stands as well.
0: Um, bit of football as well this weekend, Rob.
1: Yeah, there's a tasty game at Portsmouth on Saturday afternoon. Sure, things should have dried out by then. Rovers are hosting St Martins. Probably the last chance we, of a of, of a club, actually, I think, thwarting Saints' title run. Rovers need to win. Uh, if they don't, well, I think that's that will kibosh their chances, finally. Um, Saints obviously could lose and still... Go on to win the league with a bit of comfort. Um, as I said before in the football podcast, I can't see anybody Saints anybody surpassing Saints over the course of the season. So, but it promises to be a really good game. And um, meanwhile, we'll also be trying to hope, keeping fingers crossed that Guernsey FC have got a game this weekend. They're due to be playing. Um, so, and it'd be good to see how the new lads get on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to seeing how they get on. Jamie, you've got
1: much on this weekend? Um,
2: quiet weekend as far as I'm concerned. Um, early into next week, we've got uh, the return of competitive netball, albeit outdoors. Provided they can, like, clean up the courts in time, they're going to be playing at Moses of yours, outdoor courts. Um, again, that's one of the sports which has taken a hit with a sudden suspension of Schools' activity over the last few weeks. Uh, basketball, we're looking at can- resuming at the start of February. Um, volleyball, they've managed to find a loophole for the men's league because it's being played at Rumangi. But aside from that, that's going to be quiet as well. So, yes, yeah, nice to see some of the sports which would conventionally lose out still
0: going ahead. Yeah, well, good luck to them. Um, before we finish today, just a word on the uh, Channel and Sports Awards this year. Uh, nominees were announced last week. Um, three of the four. Nominees for Sports Personality of the Year, Guernsey
1: Athletes, which is a good sign. It is, but at the same time, it probably weakens our case for the main ward. Um, Experience tells us if if one island only has one nominee, the the public get behind that nominee and they tend to win. So um, whilst I think Alex Scott should win it, my money, I fancy, would probably be on Chuggy Purchard now, especially as I see his father, Jim, has started an online campaign for voting... For um for his son, he was a very very good sportsman, obviously, and the leader, of the uh, inspirational leader of the Jersey cricket team. But I did have a bit of a chuckle last night when Gary Rich, former Guernsey cricketer, um, had answered um, Jim Perchard's tweet. Relating to the awards and saying that sorry, as much as he admired him, he could not vote for a Jerseyman against a Guernseyman. So well done, Gary Rich.
0: <laughs> yeah, Mayor Letitia and Cameron Chalmers, um, the other two contenders for that award. Um, in the Team of the Year, um, one Guernsey contender, Guernsey Paddle Club Interinsular winners in that inaugural Correra Cup earlier this year. Going up against jersey Bulls, um, jersey cricket, jersey rowing and jersey table tennis, I suppose a sign that looking back on last year, how much harder it was for Guernsey teams to actually kind of get out there and, and, and excel and, and get the opportunities they need to, I suppose, be in contention for something like this.
1: Yeah, I can't recall a Guernsey team actually doing anything at all next year, last year, because they were thwarted throughout so, yeah, I'm going to let Jersey win one, I suppose. Actually, they'll win two now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, rising star, it's Ollie Chedham from Guernsey Golf, of course, the winner of uh, the Guernsey Press Sporting Achievement of the Year. Um, award uh, up against jersey Robbies harry doolan jersey football's luke harris and jersey netballer lily jones for the coaches um there's a jersey jiu-jitsu coach mira fonzo gary freeman the, the coach of jersey bulls and neil mccrae the coach of jersey cricket up against guernsey athletics tom Drews. we'll see how those uh, awards pan out at the end of the month if they happen i guess they may still be postponed but fingers crossed they go ahead on time so let's uh let's wait and see all right then cheers chaps have a good weekend whatever you're doing um yeah keep an eye out for another football show in this feed on monday um and we'll be back next thursday with another general guernsey sport podcast so until then take care cheers